Thank you for choosing to listen to this week's episode of Kansas City Food Memories. I believe this is episode number seven. We took live call-ins from a number of people that had some really interesting stories to share and some feedback on past issues that we tried to deal with. Now, remember, this is a taped episode of a live show, so do not call in when we give the number or text in when we get that. But if you'd like to participate next week or any week after that, make sure that you tune into our show on 98.1 FM, KMBZ in Kansas City. You can do that anywhere in the country that you have internet access, so that'll be real easy to do. But tune in, tell your friends, and uh, become part of the party. Thank you very much, and enjoy. Well, good morning, Kansas City, and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. It's a show where we take a stroll down memory lane and reminisce about some of our favorite restaurants from the 1980s and 90s. I lose track. I think we're on episode like number seven or eight or something like that. Seven. Seven? Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's I went back and looked at uh read through my notes on some of the other shows and it's um it's 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 interesting because it it's gone different directions than anything that we had planned. So today Well that's normal for you. Well yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't like just uh, ordinary and mundane. No. So I'm changing things up. What I had originally planned was a couple of guests that are going to when I they do make it it's going to be epic. It will go down as the best show I'll probably ever do, but we'll reschedule that for one of the coming weeks. Today's phone number as usual is going to be 913-586-7798. A little bit quick. Oh, they know it. Slow it so down. So put it in your phone, <laughs> program it in there. It's 913 913- Five eight six seven seven nine eight. That is the call-in line, and that's also the text line. And we are going to have open calls all hour today, and um, we're going to be doing a couple of really fun things. So next week, it's going to be my first themed show. I made a list. I have 58 topics that we can do an entire show on. Good so, grief. I know. Isn't that crazy? And, and uh, 90% of these are driven by the listeners. And well, it's going to be take the whole show just to say 58 topics. Well, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm only going to tell you them one at a time. Okay. So okay. next Saturday, our topic is going to be retired law enforcement. Okay. So I only want callers next Saturday from retired law enforcement people with stories about some of their favorite restaurants from the 80s and 90s. Okay. And this was inspired by fun. one of my customers, yeah. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. So he was in, he was telling me about all these, um, uh, he was telling me several stories about places. And I'm thinking, uh, he was talking, and each story involved about two or three o'clock in the morning or something that happened. I said, what did you used to do? He goes, oh, I'm a retired police officer from K- KCK. I said, all right, there's going to be a brand new theme just for that. He goes, oh, <laughs> he goes, my brothers and sisters will all call in with that. So cool. if you know anybody who worked in law enforcement anywhere in the metro area during the 80s and 90s, give them a heads up that uh, next Saturday from 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we're going to be talking about that. Okay. So let me get back to the basics. My name is Robert Dunsing. I own um, Best Regards Bakery and Cafe in Overland Park. If you um, if you don't know who we are, you're going to want to sign up for the email newsletter at makethemsmile.com. Top left-hand corner, you'll see uh, the email newsletter sign up. The reason you want to sign up for that, if you want updates on what's going on with the radio show, follow up on topics, and know what the next theme is going to be, you'll, you'll find out during my emails. My guest here, the person helping me on the show, and I wouldn't be able to do this without him, is the World famous. Tubby Tobin. <laughs> yeah, t- Tubby Tobin today. <laughs> after today. <laughs> oh, no, after Wednesday. True, yes. Yeah. Thursday. So, at, Thursday. so at, the, at the bakery, I'm always doing new products. Anytime I do it, I always bring Toby and EJ, and then uh, usually you bring your uh, best friends, yep. uh, Vinny and Patty. Yep. 
and they try everything because it's uh, one thing about Toby. He's not afraid of giving me an honest opinion what I'm working on. Mm. And that saves us all a lot of time. And ever, I remember one time the very, uh, this was going back probably 10, 12 years ago. You just had that look and it's like, I said, just tell me if you don't like it. He goes, well, this is good, but I wouldn't drive across town for it. I said, that's all I need to know. And I, sh- and I, sh- and I shelved that product. And, but that's, so um, I, I really appreciate the feedback over the years. Yeah. So Toby came over Wednesday, and how many sandwiches Thursday. did you have? Thursday. Thursday. How yeah. many sandwiches did you have? Eight. Eight? <laughs> yeah. Was it eight? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was eight, eight different sandwiches. So he tried all of those. We have uh, different sandwiches we added to the menu, and he tries it. And but they were one-fourth of a sandwich. I didn't eat the whole sandwich. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, one-fourth. So there's four of you. Uh-huh. EJ didn't eat all of her food. Well, I helped her. Okay, you helped her. All right, so now we're up to half. <laughs> yeah, well, Up to okay. half of eight different sandwiches. I'd say, uh, yeah, five So eights. if you want to see what he's been working on, you can go to the, on my website at makethemsmile.com, and you'll be able to see that. And then, um, so that's going to be, so last week, just, I, I want to review that real quick to give you an idea of the power of this radio show. I know we have listeners all over the world. We have listeners in Canada, Mexico, and Europe. And there's a lot of callers here in town. And the neat thing to me, Toby, is it's not just regular consumers that are listening. There's people that have been professionals in the food industry back then and um, and, and today. Yeah. So I'm getting some of the famous restaurant owners now are calling me and sending me texts and giving me feedback. And so many people, when they get involved in the food industry, they they dabble in it, that you can't get away from it. So last week we had uh, the third caller last week was Trent, and he called in. I don't know if you remember. He's talked about the New York bakery and delicatessen, yep. and he was raving about the strawberry danishes, which I am going to work on. And then about 20 minutes later, Brian called in because one of his family members said, hey, you've got to check out this radio show. They're talking about your family business. And apparently Brian, his parents, well, Brian worked there for a number of years, and then his parents owned New York bakery and delicatessen. Mm-hmm. So after trading some emails and talking to him, he and his parents are all going to come on the show sometime in the next couple months. And that's going to be huge. That, that'll be neat. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll really be neat to be able to hear some of the stories yeah. of, of, the, of the deli and the restaurant. Yeah. And one of the, the, on Kansas City Local Eats, which is a Facebook group that has 50-some thousand, one of the topics that, that's come up since day one is how come we don't have a Jewish uh, uh, deli in, in Kansas City anymore? You know, that everybody misses that, you know, because you go to the East Coast and all that. I got to tell you, that is never, ever going to happen again. Why? Uh, well, you just can't. Uh, so let's talk about the economics of it real quick. Um, the, the, the New York Bakery and Deli, they were, what, was, what was your favorite sandwich there that you always got, Toby? Corned beef? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the corned beef. You know, yeah. you would, how many days a week would you eat that? Twice. Yeah, twice a week. And mm-hmm. it's a great big sandwich with uh, usually oh, at least half a pound of meat. It was amazing. Yeah, it could be pastrami, could be porn, corned beef. The thing is, so back in the 70s and 80s, the price of a whole brisket was only about uh, was anywhere from 35 to 50 cents a pound. So, you know, when you cook that, you know, so you can put half, a, you know, 8 to 12 ounces of meat on a sandwich and still charge 8 bucks and you're doing okay. Yeah. The price of brisket today for any of us, is uh, anywhere from four dollars and thirty cents up to and up, depending on what kind of quality you want. Yeah, great. So back then, that was the least desirable piece of meat, and they were basically giving it away. So it wasn't any it wasn't any big deal. So if the price went from say fifty cents a pound, now it's gone up say ten times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not physic. It's not economically feasible. 
So if you're going to charge and, and you make any money at all, I mean, who's going to have a, like 40, 40 bucks a sandwich? Yeah, I mean, who, nobody's going to pay for that today. No, you know, so that's one of those things. You know, back in the day and what we consider the the golden years, the golden age of restaurant, local restaurants and bakeries and things like that. Some of the best food were coming from the ethnic areas or the the lower economic areas because you had people that made do with with whatever food supply was cheap. Mm-hmm. No, that's where barbecue came from. You know, mm-hmm. they took the, the least desirable cuts of meat. They found a way of ma- – they mastered the way of cooking and presenting that food so it was not just edible, but it was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the, the flip side of that is now that those cuts of meat are now so desirable they're the, some among the most expensive yeah. meat to get. Mm-hmm. You know, chicken wings was a good example. You look at well, chicken they used wings. To be free, didn't they? Well, yeah, yeah, because nobody wanted the chicken wings. Yeah. But now there's so much demand for chicken wings. You pay more per pound for chicken wings than you do the breast meat and the legs and the thighs. Huh. So you know, so it's supply and demand. So it's right. going to be tough and all that kind of stuff. So there's um there's some people on the uh, text line already call in, uh, send me information about the theme next week, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll throw in the the fire department people people also. Oh, yeah. Because I know there's a lot of uh, fire department people that went to the John Francis restaurant back in Overland Park. I guess we had about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that's what John Francis went, the field he went into when the restaurant closed. He became a fire, uh, worked for the fire department in Overland okay. Park. So we'll take all those calls next week. If uh, anybody else has some ideas uh, on things that they'd like to talk about or if there's any specific memories of restaurants that you missed from the 80s and 90s, call in today. Um, it'll get a little bit harder to call in once we make progress. Second thing I want to tell everybody about, and kind of, I need some help from you, the listeners. So I'm working on Stevenson's Apple Orchard. I'm going to be perfecting the apple fritter, mm-hmm. and then I've also got a copy of the recipe for the um, Annie's sauce from a- Annie's Santa Fe. So I've got that. I'll be perfecting that. Now here's where I need your help. So when we get the everything figured out, logistics figured out with the apple fritters, I need to find about eight to ten restaurants or donut shops around Kansas City that will be able to make it um, in the true fashion that uh, Stevenson's okay. used to do, but the, but provide it so that all of us can go out someplace and get that. Okay. Because just giving the recipe out to you isn't going to help because you know who wants to dirty their okay. kitchen. We have a caller that wants to talk. to All right, you. we'll okay, do that. So calm down and listen. <laughs> Good morning, Joe. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, you've been talking about the 80s and 90s, but are you interested in going back any farther than that? Oh, sure. Well, well not the I 1920s a... or 30s or anything, but... No, 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 but this is in the 60s. Oh, that'll work. Okay, well, I have a place that we used to go every Sunday after church, the Golden Ox, down in the River Yes. <laughs> you probably remember that, Toby. Yeah, absolutely. Golden Ox, I loved yeah, I did, too. They had a wonderful talent bar, and the waitress would take you to your table and get your order drink, and then when you went back for the uh, salad bar or smorgasbord, whatever you wanted, um, she would carry it to your table if you needed her to. They had a wonderful salad there. That was the West Bottoms, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Have you been down there lately? I, it's not there anymore. Well, they it's changed. it's food. I mean, it's uh, high-rise, not high-rise. What am I trying to say? They have most of the, well, no, Golden Ox isn't there, but the West Bottoms has totally changed. Our family's uh, family, our warehouse was down in the West Bottoms back when I was growing up. Do you know yeah. that that building is still there, Toby? Yeah. You can see Tobin yeah. Seed on yep, it. Tobin yeah. Seed on that. Yeah. Well, you know, the Golden Ox, so what did you really, what do you miss the most about the Golden Ox? Uh, the salad bar, the, what, 
fruit, fresh fruit salad was wonderful. And any of their steaks were good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the Golden Oxes, that's the, the interesting thing about that one is they brought that back for a while, you know, different owners. I, know. I different, remember that, yes, yeah, but it didn't last too long. No. See, the, one of the things I hope we learn out of this show is that to, to have a truly iconic restaurant like that, there's so much that has to go right. I mean, the restaurant business is tough as it is, so you've got to have an owner, the right kind of owner that supports the restaurant. You have the yes, right. You, have, you have to have the right staff that nurtures whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish at the restaurant, and yes, then and then third is the food. And yes. people think people think the food's number one, but it's not. It's the whole environment. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, yeah. I agree you, with you. Yeah, and so when we find a restaurant that managed to, to to pull off the magic of bringing everything together that you love, we got to support it and nurture it. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and sometimes it's a it's a small family owned restaurant, but you know, sometimes it's not. You know, you look at EBT that that was not a small local family restaurant. No, it wasn't. I remember that too. Yeah, but what made that work was you had the general manager Ed Holland that created the environment and the atmosphere that everybody bought into, customers and employees, and was able to consistently pull that off. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, I love the whole spirit of the Golden Ox. And when did that when did that close down? Do you remember? It was late sixties, early seventies, I think. Oh, I, that was, it was later than that. Well, I wasn't. Well, I came back for a while. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up and I'll put that in my next email. Kind of a little bit that better history great. on that. I've talked That'd to a couple. Yeah, I talked to a couple people that used to run that. But um, that's w- that's one of the restaurants I want to do a whole show on is stories about the Golden yeah. Ox. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, so we'll do that, and so it's um. And when I, that's why you want to sign up for my email. When I'm getting ready to do that, I'll put the word out because I'll okay. be looking for people that used to work there, either okay. as in the back of the house or the front of the house, so we can get some real good stories and answer some questions questions from listeners like Joe. Okay. I'll sign up for it. All right. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Yeah, and you need to pay EJ overtime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just what she does here. It's what she puts up with all week long. <laughs> I know, but that's. She gets paid for that. <laughs> Extra hour. I don't know about that. Oh yeah, EJ is absolutely fantastic for the I listeners. Know she is. Yeah, um, thank you, Joe. I appreciate you calling in. All right, thank you both. Joe, right, take care. You. This yeah. is very cool though because I haven't even thought about Golden Ox and uh-huh. Joe. And there were so many times when their family ate at Golden Ox. Would you go there? Was it? Did you go for a special occasion or what? No, well, the plant was open then, and we would. Oh, because you weren't too far from there. No. Yeah, oh, okay. Three or four blocks. So did, did you remember the salad bar? Yes. And see, that's the thing. I haven't thought about Golden Ox. Yeah. And then Joe brings it up. Now all these memories are popping up in my head. Did they uh, do any kind of enter- entertainment there also? Pro- I don't remember that. Don't remember that? No, okay. No. Because, see, that's, I, I want to hear some of these stories. Yeah. So we'll do the, um, hmm, let's try to, a little bit later this uh, in March, we'll do a show on the Golden Ox. How's okay. that? Okay, that would be cool. So uh, people out there, if you're listening, sign up for the email, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, I'm, I shouldn't do this, I'm going to give out my personal email address. My email is robert at makethemsmile.com. So if you have a specific tie, not a story about the, um, the Golden Ox, because if you have that, call into the show. But if you have a specific tie-in to Golden Ox over the last 30, 40 years, sit, shoot me an email so I can make sure that we'll include you on the show, uh, that we'll make time that we'll give you a backdoor number to call in because we want to share some of those stories about what happened there and yeah. bring – because that's one of those institutions that deserves an entire hour just on Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of places like that. Yep. 
The other reason I'm giving my email address is that I'm going to be looking for some donut shops or restaurants that really capture the spirit of who Stevenson's Apple Orchard is and help me recreate this and sell this the apple fritters to the public in a respectful way. And I want to give them the due respect that the Stevenson's family act actually deserves. So that'll be good. So sign up at makethemsmile.com or shoot me an email at robert at makethemsmile.com. I don't know if Tanya is listening, but I'm out of the apple fritters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, I haven't even gotten a sample of this yet. No. Well, if if I get some, I'll give you one. All right. Then, mm -hmm. okay, your five sam sandwiches that you got last week uh -huh. has been cut down to half of one. <laughs> See, so I've uh -huh. had, so I, you've gotten samples and rubbed it in. Jasper got samples of it. He shot me an email. I mean, within hours, I got an email from him about how amazing those apple fritters oh, were. Real quick, and we didn't do this in our show. Okay. We need to tell people how to get to Best Regards. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. yes. Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We're in Overland Park, Kansas at 119th and Glenwood, which is two stoplights east of Metcalf. You take Metcalf to 119th Street, and then you go east to stoplights. Right? Yep. And at 119th and Glenwood, you'll see Louie's Wine Dive. Across the street is Cheesecake Factory. Right behind Louie's Wine Dive is Johnny's. Yep. And you're right next door to Johnny's. And today will be a great day to come out and see us. Oh. We're getting busier. You got all kinds of neat stuff, that was, though. It's, we've done, I think we've accomplished more in the last four weeks than we have in the last two years combined. Okay. We have to talk to Donnie. Okay. Good morning, Donnie. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Good. Uh, just a short golden ox story. My dad used to sell cattle down at the stockyards when the stockyards was big and booming. There was a sandwich shop on the backside of the golden ox that might have had the best sandwiches that I have ever had. I don't know if either of you guys remember that. Yes, I do. But, oh, my gosh. They were wonderful. That's where I learned to, by mistake... Favorite sandwich is uh, roast beef with Swiss on rye. Didn't like two out of the three of those ingredients, but one day I got a sandwich by accident, and um, it was absolutely wonderful. Did and that was the other place that I learned that when we got our sandwich, because I would go with my, or with my dad on Thursdays to the big sale because I didn't have any classes in college when I went to William Jewell, and that's where I learned out of experience to make sure that the toothpick was out of the sandwich <laughs> and out of the wrapper before you wadded it up and threw it away. And you only do that one time. <laughs> See, it's amazing things that you can learn listening to this show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All Appreciate right, thank the show. You, Donnie. That thank was you funny. for calling. That, that so, was Tom, did that, was... that place have the sandwich in the back of the shop have yeah. a different name? No, I don't think so. It was just like a back order counter? Yeah, yeah. And I remember that. Is now, that where you I, went? Well, for lunch, yes. Well, yeah, although that makes sense. They yeah. don't want to bring you in the dining room, send you to the well, back. Well, in the summertime, I worked at Tobin Seat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't want you in my dining room either. Yeah. Well, be careful. <laughs> when, now, there were two different times of the year, though. When I was young, okay, I would go up. One year I'd be in Minnesota harvesting wild bluegrass. The next year I would be in South Dakota. Oh, okay? really? Yes. So you and guys then, harvested uh, your own uh, seed? Yes, and then another year I'd be in North Dakota. And I did that for three years and told Dad I don't want to be involved in the business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that 
I would get up at 5 in the morning. I would be in the curing yard at 6, and I worked there till midnight. Holy cow. Yes. So this is back when you worked more than four hours a week. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. But when I was not up in the up north, well, I would be down here, and my job, the, the Tovin Seed, was five floors. And I was on the top floor dumping the harvested bluegrass down a chute, and it went through four floors of machines, all right? And I was at the very top, and you would not believe how dusty it oh, was. Oh, yeah. It was a mess. And so at that time period, there was it would be about four weeks, they wouldn't let me go to Hereford House because <laughs> I was so dirty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you had all the health gear and the masks and everything okay. else, right? we got to talk with Bruce. Good all morning, right. Bruce. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes. Uh, last time I called, uh, nobody seemed to know of either one of the restaurants I told you about. And I'm going to tell you about three little hamburger joints Okay. that probably, probably nobody knows about because... One of them was from the 1950s, and it was in Independence where that spiral thing is for that church thing right now. Right. And it was right on the corner, and they sold hamburgers. It was a little bitty place. You could probably seat maybe 20, 20 people inside of it. They had a counter, and then they had uh, booths. What was it called? And I don't know. I, I just remember when I was a kid, my mother used to take us there about once or twice a year because they couldn't afford to eat out very much, but the hamburgers were cheap, and it, but they were good. They were really good. And there was another one around the corner from that on 23rd Street that was in a railroad car, and it was on 23rd Street. And uh, anyway, it was uh, uh, about the same thing. They had, little, they had hamburgers and french fries and stuff like that. And so you guys don't remember either one of those, do you? I'm not old enough. I don't remember okay. that. <laughs> well, that's too bad because it was great food. Well, I, and then another, another one in Overland Park, uh, they sold, uh, They, I remember they, they put the onions on the grill and then they slammed the hamburger meat down on it. Oh, yeah. And they were really good hamburgers. And it was uh, about 80, 81st or 82nd Street, something like that. It was on the uh, west side of Metcalf and it was on a corner. And I don't. It was there for a long time, and they had great hamburgers and French fries. They were really good, and those are the three that 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 you none of you guys probably even remember any of that, do you? No, that that will be one of the theme shows that we eventually do. Would be like the old hamburger joints. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what they call smash burgers. That's what. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's what. Uh, a little bit what White Castle's got famous for. I used to work in a motorcycle shop around the corner. We'd come down there and have lunch, and it was really good. Well, good. Yeah, well, um, we'll stay tuned um, to the show and sign up for the email because we'll be doing that in probably in a couple months. I think I was, I'm, I was planning on saving the hamburger show until summer when we're all in yeah. the mood for that. And you're getting and emails from from listeners? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm getting quite a few emails from okay. people in and different leads. and Anybody that knows these rest, uh, hamburger places yep. the gentleman talked about? Yeah. I remember the one on Metcalf. I just don't remember the name. Yeah. So uh, 81st to Metcalf? The name of, uh, I don't remember the name. It was 81st, 82nd, something like yes. that on the corner. Yep. And how long ago and was that? It, it was a little bitty place. They, I don't think they even had a where you could sit down in there. You just had to go in and order your food and go out with it. How long do you think they lasted? They make it to the 80s? Oh, uh, they were there 15, 20 years. Okay. Well, I'll be able to uh, get that. I know the historian for that specializes in Overland Park. 
Yeah, I'll, 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 that, I'll shoot him. Really an, good, yeah, I'll shoot him really an email. And we'll we'll get we'll find out the name of that place for you. I remember some idiot was riding a BSA motorcycle right in front of that. He was going over 100, and he hit the side of a van, and he, it was a window van, and he ended up going completely through the van. Good grief. And, and he lived. All right, I got a question for you. Does the Bridge Cafe sound familiar for that one that was the um, where the RLDS church is now? That's the hamburger place. I, I'm not sure. Okay, somebody I, just I sent don't... me a message on the text line he, that, that they think that that was called the Bridge Cafe. Okay, well, it could then. have been. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I'll look for know, information on that. My I was just a kid when my mother took me there. I'm 77 uh, years old. All right. So. Well, you're well, still a kid. Yeah, well, Bruce, thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll do some and digging on I'm, that. I'm, I'm, going skate, I'm going roller Pat. skating out in Sony in about an <laughs> hour and a half. All right, well, go downhill and have somebody pick you up. No, I... I I do the moonwalk backwards on roller skates. I make teenagers look bad. Yeah, f- 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 film at eleven. We'll have that for you. All right, thank you, Bruce. All right, hold thank on, Toby. All right, thanks, Toby. Before you go to the call, somebody sent a text in talking about the walk-up window at the Golden Ox. They created that specifically because of people like you that worked down in the bottoms and didn't want to come in. That's that's actually what they said. It was designed for the cattle workers to walk up and grab a sandwich. So they yeah. didn't have to come. Well, in. that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I, that's what I just said. You got credit for that. Yeah. Well, good. Then somebody else's. Um... And here's the deal. My dad owned the company. Okay. And we had all kinds of warehouse workers, and his son got the worst job. You yeah. would think I would have a better job because I was a son of the owner. No, you got to earn your way. Well. That's why I told it worked Dad, out all right, didn't that's it? That's why I told Dad after three years, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, he found something else. Somebody else just texted in that they think that the first restaurant that uh, Bruce was talking about was called Stover's. So hmm. I have two different suggestions, either the Bridge Cafe or a place called Stover's. Yeah, be darn. Yeah. Okay, we go to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Well, Good morning. Um, you all were uh, talking about the golden ox, and um, I have a kind of a um, different type of memory about golden ox because in 1968, uh, my hog won American Royal Grand Champion, and in the uh, sale, uh, premium sale afterwards, the golden ox was the one that actually bought my hog, um, and so uh, in celebration of that, we were able to go over to have have dinner there um, one evening, uh, and uh, I remember some of the famous people that came into town, you know, for uh, for the American Royal at the time uh, were all in there also having dinner with us, and um, it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful evening. Did you have pork chops? <laughs> so, actually, I did. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, they were wonderful, but I know that they weren't from my hog because they, they didn't have time for Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I just, I had to ask. That. I, I know there's thousands of people out there wondering the same thing, so I just, I'm a voice for the people. <laughs> I sure, sure. But it, it was wonderful, Then The Golden Ox was, was so great about supporting the uh, American Royal and yeah. all of the uh, farmers that, uh, came in and out of there, you know, with uh, the FFA convention and everything like that. Well, you can tell. I mean, um, they went to lengths to take care of the people that work down there. And, I mean, yep. that's that's obviously it's a very well-deserved um, topic that we're going to have just on them. 
Yeah. So I'd, I'd look forward to hearing some of the people that worked there, the front of the house, back of the house, management, that can share some stories of what it meant to them to be be down there in the bottoms like that. All right. Yeah. And I have all of my uh, receipts from the American Royal uh, show that the Golden Ox bought it and uh, everything like that. So <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of fun. Chris, that's pretty neat. I appreciate you sharing that with us. You're welcome. Thank you all for what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And we're going to talk with Pat. Good morning, Pat. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, uh, I had a question about tenderloins, but before I get into that, uh, I have a lot of great memories of the Golden Ox also and the uh, little buffet in the back had the best open-faced hot beef sandwich anywhere. Uh but uh, I don't know if you guys, this is only the second week I've got to listen to this, but uh, when you were talking about people were calling in about tenderloins last week, mm-hmm. uh, did anybody mention in your previous shows about Ross's Grill downtown? I have not heard that one no. before. They had the best tenderloin in town, and I've been searching for one as good as that. Now, was it closed, I think, in the 80s? Now, uh, is, is that a grilled tenderloin, or are you talking about like a uh, deep-fried pork it was, tenderloin? It was breaded and, and deep-fried, and uh, he was on Grand Street for years, the original owner. Um, his name was, I believe his last name, his name was Ross Cambiano. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know, he I think he passed away, and then they uh, moved it over onto Baltimore, and that's where it closed. Uh, I believe one of his, uh, I think maybe his daughter opened a place in Riverside and had the tenderloin, but it was not as big and it was not as good. It was big. It was, it was, uh, breaded. Um, it was fantastic. He even had good breakfast there. My father used to take us there back in the late sixties. And, uh, then we'd go for the tenderloins all the time, but it was, uh, it was fantastic. You know, uh, if you could, if you could find that recipe, and and uh, recreate that. I'll drive back out your place and get one. <laughs> All right, Pat. Now here's here's what. You, make sure you sign up for my emails. I've talked about this list of all these topics I'm going to have. One of the shows we are going to do is on pork tenderloins, and I am going to be. That'll probably be the first time I bring a guest back for a second show. Rod Gray, that was on um, second second show. Yeah, second show. He's the world famous barbecue competitor. He and his wife. The um, the closer, nicknamed the closer, did a series where they went all over the place in search of the best pork tenderloin they could find. So when I do the show in honor of pork tenderloins, I'm going to bring him back. Maybe see if I can get Sherry to come in too. I try to get you to start doing pork tenderloins. That's my favorite I, sandwich. You know, I would love to do that. That requires a commit equipment that I do not currently well, have. You need to get it. Well, if, if I, <laughs> I, I I need somebody to sponsor the thirty thousand dollar hood system that's going to be required. Sounds like, Toby, you just volunteered for that. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned then. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you, Pat, for calling. All right. Oh, I, ha- I can't wait for that show. All thank right. You. We'll do that. Stay tuned. All right. For the listeners out there, somebody else just text- texted in that drive-in that in Independence was actually called Slovers. L- yes. S-L-O-V-E-R, Slovers Drive-In. Yes. There we go. See, we're just, isn't that funny? Just now one letter I remember off. that. There you go. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. So Bruce was disappointing us because we didn't answer his questions a couple weeks ago, but now we've answered one of them. Okay. So the 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 burger joint in Independence where the um, is was called Slovers Drive-In. Yeah. So you ate there often too? No, I just re- oh no. you remember that okay. now? Yes. Good. 
Yeah. See, I mean, we got great listeners over here. See, and this is real funny because I don't, I'm re- now remembering yeah. things that I could never remember. Yeah. So. When I when I talk to different people and and I've been trying I'm trying to get some famous people from the 80s and 90s come in that they'll start off saying well I don't remember any restaurants back in the 80s and 90s but once you hear one story then another story all of a sudden everything just everything just starts coming back just really fast so that'll be really good a lot of people raving about uh, the Italian gardens on Baltimore that's going to be a dedicated yep, show yep yep hey thorough we're going to do a whole show yep. on that one. Rondell, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you. Uh, love your shows, both uh, you, Toby, and uh, and Roberts. Well, thank you. Uh, just uh, wanted to mention a restaurant. It actually survived a little bit into the early 2000s. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Uh, Gambucci's. Really? Well, Olay- I think I'm Olay- Olay- off Strangline Road and 119th Street. Yes. They had a uh, a wonderful salad called chop. Just they just called it chop salad, and uh, the owners had another restaurant that is still in business. And I don't know if any of your listeners remember the uh, chop salad that was so good at Gambucci's, but uh, Sunset Grill on 147th and Metcalf. Hmm. Oh yeah, those there are two more, more modern day restaurants. Yeah, um, I know it doesn't quite fit your... Uh, Have you eaten there, Robert? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, you know what's interesting? Yes. The chopped salad, uh, similar to kind of like almost like a cob salad, those are the modern-day mm-hmm. versions of a salad bar. I mean, it's got a lot more um, oomph to it, mm-hmm. a lot more different yeah, things. Even, the uh, dressing, they even sold it by the bottle. Hmm. Uh, Which one? liked it so much. Gambucci's? Um Gambucci's, and I believe uh, Sunset Grill also sells it. Okay. But, uh, but Gambucci's was a wonderful Italian restaurant, very an immersive uh, environment. When when did they disappear? Uh, like 2001, 2002, uh, right about the time that the big uh, uh, low-carb uh, Atkins yeah. diets really got popular. It, well, thank goodness that it, didn't last too long. All right. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Okay. Well, Rondell, thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. I'll see if I can find some information on the old chopped salad and the dressing that they had back then. Cool. I mean, salads. All right. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. And good morning, Bob. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes. Uh, I think the hamburger joint the guy was talking about off Metcalf was probably Wolf Burgers. Uh, What was it called again? Wolf burgers okay it was kind of a town topic type place um the uh best restaurant i can remember is kt fryers oh my steak yeah i've got a horribly sad story about kt fryers (laughs) so i moved to to kansas city back in 86 and i uh, lived in the um uh, rose hill point apartments which is literally across the street and I lived uh-huh. there for several years wondering, that's an that's odd place for a fried chicken place is in a strip mall because it was so close, I never tried it. So finally, my in-laws came into town from Topeka, and they wanted to try fried chicken. I said, let's go try this place across the street. We went in there. It was the best fried chicken I've had my entire life. We talked about uh-huh. it. And I, Sherry's mom and dad <laughs> said, you know, we're going to come down once a month. We'll go eat <laughs> over here. And 
it was fam- served family style, amazing potatoes, gravy, green beans, and there's just, oh, but, yeah. but hands down the best fried chicken. Two weeks later, they had a fire in the restaurant. That was it. Uh, that, that was it, and they never reopened. <clears throat> yeah, that's a shame. I know. I, I you... wish. I wish that I'd have been better off not having tried it once, because now I know what I'm missing. <laughs> there used to be a, a many years ago. There used to be a uh, buffet called Ken Baker's at 76 in State Line, but you got to be pretty old to remember that. What kind of buffet did they have? Uh, it was just a general buffet. Uh, it was like, um, oh, uh, kind of like uh, Golden Corral. Okay. But it was a smaller joint. Well, but, you know, I, uh, yeah. I really don't want to get off on the tangent of fried chicken. I'm still mad about that from three weeks ago. <laughs> we, we've talked about fried chicken for half the show. I've been craving it. I know well, you were, Toby. Yeah. Have, have you gotten fried chicken yet since then? No. I haven't either. I'm getting kind what of bitter. Uh, yeah, that, I'd have to go to the one up north. I mean, I want you know, yeah. I want to go to um, RC's down in Martin City. Well, I went under the bridge. Oh yeah, and they're not there anymore. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk to. Go the ahead. Best place I've been to lately is Johnny Cascones. Really? They're not chicken, but their their food is great. Oh no, I want fried. We're talking about you got us on fried chicken. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all right. Now, Bob, that wasn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> start, and, start and stop, start, start and stuff, and just walking off and letting us deal with it. We know, I and knew that, your dad, Toby. <laughs> oh, you knew Toby's dad? Yeah, I worked at Ranch Mart Hardware for a while. Okay. Wow. Neat. Many years ago. Okay. Well, you, you'll have to send me an email if you have a good story about Toby when he was a kid or something. I'm, I'm looking for some good I, dirt. I never knew Toby. Uh, I just knew Jack, and uh, uh, I knew the company that he owned, the fertilizer company and so forth. And and, uh, we sold it, of course. Yes, you did. Well, awesome. Well, Bob, thank you for calling in. That was back in Vic Rainier days. Exactly. Yeah. And you remember Charlie? Yes. Manager? Yes. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. He was something else. Yeah. Why, this is what I love about Kansas City. I mean, it's a big town. Everybody knows everybody. So let's, uh, well, Bob, thank you for that. Um, that reminds me. So if there's anybody out there that knows anything about the owners from KT Friars, if they happen to still be in town or hanging around over here, I'd love to talk with them, maybe bring them back on and find out why they didn't open up after I discovered them. Yeah. That makes me mad. I should I should have I lived there for like two years. I could have been eating there. I don't know if this show's going to last. I know. I mean, it's just it brings up bad memories. Yes. Well, you know, another one I have. So at um, Rainbow Thirty Ninth and Rainbow, I think, right across from uh, KU Medical Center, mm-hmm. there used to be a place called Someplace Nice, and I went there a lot. It was right there on the northwest corner of that intersection. Mm. They had a it was a pizza and fried chicken buffet. Hmm. And I loved, absolutely loved their fried chicken. And they had these fried potatoes. So they were sli- thick slices of potatoes, almost like scalloped potatoes. But they used the same breading on that as they did the fried chicken. You remember Rainbow Nursery? Uh-huh. Okay, was it, where was it from Rainbow Nursery? No, I mean, this was literally on the corner of uh, Rain- 39th and Rainbow. Okay. Well, I think Rainbow Nursery was the 39th, too. Okay. Okay. I don't remember that. Okay. That part of it. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been... So even before the show, for the last 20 years, I've been looking for that recipe on how what made their fried potatoes and their fried chicken so amazing. 
So if there's anybody out there who knows that, put me out of my misery. Oh, somebody's raving about Ken Baker's had the best fried chicken in Kansas City. That's what Bob just brought up on Stateline. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk with Dick. Good morning, Dick. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hey, how you doing? We're doing good, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I remember as a kid, uh, there used to be this Mexican restaurant right down the street on the uh, KC, Kansas City, Kansas side called Casa de Tacos. And I'll tell you what, that was the best Mexican food in town at the time. It was like the late 80s, early 90s. And then probably by the late 90s, they had moved out west. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone. It's, it was a, a hidden gem. So it were they so as good. good when they moved out west? Uh, no, it, it, it was good, but it wasn't as good. Yeah. Uh, I remember always getting the, uh, it was called the Arizona Burrito. Oh, my gosh. It's it bringing back memories. So. That's funny. It's called the <laughs> Arizona Burrito. Any idea why it was so good? I don't know. It was just, it was the best burrito now, of all time. You know what's really neat is that with the nature of this show and the thousand listeners we have, there there's a good chance there's somebody that used to work there or that ate there that remembers exactly why that Arizona burrito was so good. Because, I mean, you're talking, <laughs> oh, what, yeah, that, 40 years ago, and you still uh, remember the dish and the name of the dish. Right. It, it was that good. <laughs> Well, that that's pretty neat. So, it's um, anything else you remember from them? Uh, their their salsa was was really good, and uh, their staff. I mean, their staff was just outstanding at the time. So. Yeah. Well, um, you know, earlier we we're talking. I can't remember if it was on the, on my show or your show, Toby. We we're talking about how difficult it is to to provide that magical combination, you know, of the location, the people, the food, and all that kind of stuff. You know, that restaurant, you know, Dick just talked about that um, Casa de Tacos moved out west, and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, and I understand that's 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 kind of neat if we can kind of figure out what what part of it, you know, what changes that, what makes it so memorable, so iconic. Well, Dick, thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. If anybody yeah, out there knows you. what made the Arizona burrito at Casa de Tacos so wonderful, shoot me an email. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing I want you to do. All right, I got to tell this funny story on Toby. So this is going back probably 12, 13 years ago. We're having um, lunch there with Vinny and Patty, and Vinny goes, you know what you need to make? And I said, what's that? He goes, you need to make a gooey butter cake. This is 12 years ago. Toby goes, I want it. I said, Toby, do you even know what it is? He goes, nope, but it sounds like something I want to eat. <laughs> and it is. And it is. Yes. So I ended up bringing that, but that's why that brought back. Yeah, but yes. Toby gets all excited and doesn't even know what he's excited about. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. So. All right. We go to, is it, is it Hugh? I did the name. Hugh, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. How you doing? I, uh, when I was a kid, I worked at a place called the Log Cabin that had the best uh, fried chicken. It was off of 95th and Bannister down Hillcrest Road. Yes. You but know. The people that used to live across the street from me used to own that place. Okay. Why, why do people think we want to hear stories about fried chicken? This is driving me crazy. Well, I just came on, so <laughs> I, that's all you were talking about. Oh, no, we were joking that that about starting about three or four weeks ago, people started talking about fried chicken. And by the time oh. we're leaving, Joe, Toby and I are both saying, I, I got to have fried chicken. Yeah. And we haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Uh, my my go-to now is Gus's fried chicken. I love that place. Oh, you like that? You like it a little bit spicier? Oh. Where's it at? Oh, yeah. 
There's one by the um, Oklahoma Joe's or whatever it is, yeah. by the gas station right in that area. Yeah. And then they just opened one in the Overland Park. Yeah, it's it's a national chain, but it's okay. it's a good one. It's not a huge chain. Okay. But it's, it's real um, good. Potato yeah. salad's real good. Macaroni and cheese is real good. And I think they've got fried catfish also. Yeah. It's a little bit on the spicier side, but their branding is a yeah. simpler. I, I think it's more of like a cornstarch kind of. So it's yeah, a real I, thin. It's not a heavy breading on there. It's really good. Hmm. I also used to be a line prep cook at uh, Costello's Greenhouse. It used Did to be you really? at 85th and, 85th and Ward Parkway. How long ago was that? A uh, long time ago. I mean, this place has been closed 20 oh. Maybe thirty years ago. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Hugh, send me an email. My email hey, is Robert. Costello's all the time. Oh yeah, uh, Robert at makethemsmile dot com. We will be doing Robert? a specific show on Costello's Greenhouse. Okay. My be- brother was a bartender. I was a cook, and my and my little brother was a uh, bus boy. And the joke was, uh, my older brother would get him drunk, I'd feed him. And Edward clean them up. <laughs> uh, no offense, but I'm guessing your brother probably has better stories than you, then, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's front of house. So. Yeah. Well, the bartenders have a good story, but see, but I want I want the the low down dirt on how how some of these foods were made. So shoot me an email. Yeah, I do, I do I want was, to hear from uh, you. Uh, I was on the Sunday brunch. I was on the line uh, making the omelets and whatnot too. Oh, yeah. So. Well, good. No, it's. Um, I'm looking at the text line. I have two different people texting right now about Costello's Greenhouse at 85th and Ward Parkway. Yeah, one of them was me. <laughs> oh, 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 that was you. All right. So there's one other yeah. person besides you. So what? Yeah. Why was it called Greenhouse? I don't know. Don't know. I have no idea. The my eighth grade or seventh grade teacher, her husband was the chef there. Uh, and I what? went to high school with Frank uh, with the Costello girls at okay. Bishop Miage. All right. Well, I um, I will do some digging on that, but uh, send me the email. We will do a specific show on Costello's Greenhouse. Ro- what is it? So my, what my is the email again. My my email is Robert at makethemsmile dot com. But okay. make sh- make sure you sign up for my email newsletter. So just go okay. to um, makethemsmile dot com. Top left hand corner. There's an email sign up sheet. Or just click All on right. that and sign up for the emails. That applies to everybody else out there. All right. All right. Well, thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. Thank you for making our lives just a little bit more miserable craving fried chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Good morning, Bob. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Hey, I wanted to share uh, about three menus. I'm a 1956 model venue, so uh, but back in around 1974, we had two steak restaurants. One was Cork and Cleaver at 103rd State Line, and another one was Steak and Ale at 95th and Antioch, and then a pepper joint you guys were visiting about was called Smack at 95th and Mission Road in Leewood, Kansas. And Smack was owned by Bob Llewellyn. And got to know his daughter, Robin. But, uh, you thought those were three venues that you might want to research. Yeah, well, uh, Cork and Cleaver, I think somebody resurrected that more recently than that. Steak and Ale is a national chain. Did you see that they're making a comeback? 
Is there another steak and ale in Kansas yeah. City? Uh, not, not yet in Kansas City. I remember going to one down in Wichita when I was young. And, boy, they had a, what was it, the, the marinated ribeye steak? It was like a teriyaki Absolutely. or a Hawaiian glaze on it. And Absolutely. I'm, I tell you what, I, those were, I've never eaten a more delicious steak in my life. Yeah, so a steak and ale is making it come back down south or southeast. They're opening up their first few locations. So I imagine if that catches on, we'll see that again here. And Smacks, we've had several people. I think that was uh, Mike Veneman, Toby's friend. Uh, that was, I think, the first restaurant. The Smackaroo. Yeah. I think they had a Hickory Smack, too, that a lot of people liked. But, uh, right. yeah, we'll be talking about that when um, when we start doing the, the hamburgers from back then. Well, good. Why, um, Bob, I appreciate you calling in. I'll see what I can find on the cork and cleaver and why that seems to ring a bell with me. I appreciate your show. You guys are great. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bye. Okay. Yeah, our family went to cork and cleaver all the time because we're at 97th and Lee Boulevard, so they're yeah. just right down the street. Huh. We'll have to, um, what do you say, The um, we'll look into that and see, see what the story is on that one because yeah. I've... Some of these, we they sound a little bit familiar. Yeah. We get the stories mixed up. When Mom and Dad built their home, they were at 97th and Lee Boulevard. Okay. Lee would stopped at 95th. A couple of years later, they were annexed into Leewood, and my dad was so upset because his taxes went up so much. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was living in the country, yeah, right? Well, he was. Yeah, yeah that didn't last <laughs> too long. Not very long. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I knew um, a friend of mine, Dick Allen, he... Um, had a house. They grew up on a farm not too far from there in okay. Leewood. And he said when when he was growing up, they didn't have running water. Oh, yeah. At, at the farm over there. Yeah. You know, and he he was, he complained about the same thing. You know, when progress came in, they got annexed and taxes went up. Everything mm -hmm. went up. Mm -hmm. yeah. I used to ride horses all around there. How old are you? Uh, 49. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Riding horses at your farm at, on, at 75th and Leewood. Oh, that's funny. 95th. 95th. Yeah. 95th. Uh, 97th. Yeah. That, Leewood stopped at 95th. Time marches on. Yep. We need progress. Yeah. That. So we've got some uh, other other people uh, texting in talking about the greenhouse. Oh, uh, the name got the greenhouse name because of the style of windows that it had on the outside with a glass atrium. Like that, so it looked kind of like a greenhouse. Okay. So that's where they got the name on that. Well, that's neat. See, we got that. And then somebody else sent the same thing. They had a glass sunroom with lots of plants in it. Well, I might have to change the name of our place since we have all those plants all in the there plants. now. plants, yeah. So we'll call it, uh, what, Robert's Robert's Greenhouse? Best Regards Greenhouse. I like that. Yeah, Best we'll, Regards. We'll, we'll look into that. Yeah. Sherry will shoot it down, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Sherry's yeah. my wife. Yeah. She owns 51% of the business. We learned when. when well, now, I, how did you let that happen? Well, we, we met in college and we dated during college. We learned that if I couldn't talk her into doing something, I probably shouldn't do it. So, for the well being of the business, she has 51% and I have 49%. But you never pay any attention to it. You still do what you're going to oh, do. Oh, no. Oh, no. She has, she has that. The that final one, say? She, oh, yeah. She has the final veto. And you follow that? Yeah. Well, I wind and mope a lot, so she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't use that unless she really needs to. She puts her foot down. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk with Kelly. Good morning, Kelly. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Uh, good morning. Um, so he was just talking about steak and ale. I was a hostess at the steak and ale on, it was like at Somerset and State Line. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was about 
15 years old and was a hostess and um, the Hawaiian chicken or the teriyaki chicken yep. was one of my favorites. And then they had a steak. It was almost like a London Royal. And then they put a Bernays sauce over it. Mm. Um, that was awesome. But uh, we had a comedian, um, Calvin Coolidge, that used to do the bar show on the weekends. And um, it was very educational for a 15-year-old girl <laughs> to see some of the things that uh, he would do. So anyway. Yeah, your parents had no idea, did they? Uh, no, no. Well, actually, yeah, I think I told them, but um, he was an uh, interesting character. But yeah, it was a good restaurant. So fun, fun place for a first job. Well, Kelly, be, make sure you sign up for my email newsletter so when we do a show on on um, steak and ale, you can um, help participate in that. Okay, awesome. Thank All right. you. Thank you, Kelly, for calling in. Toby, okay. I know we're getting close to the end of the hour. Somebody else just texted in that Casa de Tacos, part of what made their uh, tacos so good is they put diced potatoes in their tacos. Huh. And they said that was their favorite restaurant of all time. Interesting. Okay, we'll have to get more information on that. we got one last caller. Okay. Jim, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hey, yeah, I've, I've been hearing all these stories these for the last couple of weeks about the Kansas restaurants, and I, there's been some Missouri ones. But anyway, I, I worked at a restaurant up north of the river. It was Berry Road back then. and Well, it's still Berry Road, but it was Dulcie's Restaurant. And uh, I don't know if, if that rings a bell with any of you guys, but it was my first job. You know, I was a busboy, and it was uh, what I've considered a fancy upscale uh French restaurant. There was three sisters owned the place, and their one of them's son was the manager, and they they did all the cooking. And how do you spell that? It was D O L C E. Okay. Dulcy. I have never heard of that. So it was a French style was, restaurant up in North Kansas yeah. City. Off well, of, it was in uh, the North Northland. Yeah, Northland. Berry Road, and. Uh, I've got some interesting stories. It was an old, it was an old plantation farmhouse that they turned into this restaurant. Okay. So they had some, they had property around it. So in the summertime, we'd actually bale hay and and All make right. money on. Well, you Jim, know, we're coming up. Too. Jim, we're coming up on the top of the hour. Thank okay. you for calling in. Sign up for the email. I'll see if I get some texts in with further information on that, and maybe we can talk about okay. that again another day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thanks. Well, it's been a very interesting show today. That was incredibly well, all the fast. Shows are interesting. Yeah, but you know, it's it's. I, we're just going to have to just step to the plate and go eat fried chicken this week, Toby. Where are we going? Oh, but we've got a few choices. Okay, we'll do that so that way we can. Well, let's do it three or four times. Yeah, I'm okay so with that. Can, yeah, so we can yeah. figure everything out. Well, you know, I've got. Oh, that's it. Oh, Robert, it was fun. Thank you. We'll see everybody next week. <laughs> Bye. broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.